Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is episode six. Where maggots do come from, because they don't have just legs and they don't just find your trash can and go live in it. Yeah. They actually come from flies. It's a it's a rotational cycle. Fly finds your trash can. It's a warm, nutrient-rich area to lay eggs. One fly can lay 200 eggs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so if you have five flies, what is that, a thousand eggs? Yeah. So those eggs, within 24 to 48 hours, give birth to maggots. Welcome to the Locala Podcast. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and publisher of Locala Magazine. Um, I'm really super excited today because we have someone that we interviewed back in for the January issue sitting in the chair. But before we head on over to him, I want to go ahead and thank our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Your Place Insurance Mortgage and Title, your everything agency. You can find them at www.yourplaceocala.com. So today we have Blake Spires with us. He was originally in our January issue of the 2021 Locala Magazine. And we talked to him at that time about his world travels because he has traveled 30 countries before he was 30. So welcome, Blake, back into the Locala Magazine room. Yeah, thanks, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Happy to be here. Well, good. So we're going to start off just by talking about your business first, because in that article, we only got to briefly touch on it and you were still actually waiting for your truck to be Mm -hmm. finished so when you were actually going to get to start your business was still up in the air by the time we went to publication so let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit yeah we we talked in i think november or so and then i came out on that january issue at that time i was still just waiting and and at that initial time it was supposed to be a one month from then delivery for my truck for my equipment and then i could get going launched in ocala and all this and that but but it didn't happen. Turns out it delivered in May. So we're just a short five months later, right? Oh, my gosh. Um, so I had to wait five extra months after we talked, five or six. Yeah. And um, it's been good ever since now. Now we've been four and a half months in and things are going and it, I'm where I want to be. Yeah. Um, but when we talked, I was just sitting here, my hands behind my back like, yeah, it's this cool thing that we're going to do. I promise it's going to be cool. <laughs> I and know. I felt so bad, too, when we um talk touch base again in december before i published the issue to see if you had gotten your truck yet and you still (laughs) had it (laughs) i was like oh no (laughs) and at that point i was just bummed so many people were on the verbal supporting side they were like that's cool um is your truck what's the updates it should be here now or i'm like no i have no idea yeah. You know? Yeah. You, so. so you were just, um, at 1 million cups and mm-hmm. you said that you had actually put down the money in July. So you had almost waited a whole year since actually putting up money to start your business. It was a deposit on this truck and there was no guarantee of its delivery date due to the supply chain issues, which we're still experiencing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I put down a deposit, but it was also putting down all my my effort in my life and you know everything was going into this so i was prepared for it yeah didn't like that though <laughs> the fact <laughs> that everything's going into it then so many months out but yeah it was the protocol um so that's what i did that's what you did so let's talk about what you do because you know, i find this so fascinating that you are so passionate about what you do and when people find out what it is it's kind of it's it's funny to some people that you're this passionate about what you do so talk tell us the name of your business and what it is that you do oh i think it's funny too <laughs> I, i'm sitting there smiling at myself that i'm so <laughs> invested and interested into this <laughs> but i believe in it a lot yeah um 
So, I mean, I'm Blake Spires, and I own a company called Brilliant Bins, and we're a curbside trash bin cleaning service. So come to you curbside on a monthly, quarterly basis and disinfect, sanitize, and deodorize your trash cans. Yeah. And you actually make really funny TikTok videos <laughs> <laughs> doing this. Yeah. yeah. You know, I would have never had a TikTok if I, if I didn't own a business. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I've heard good things, you know, and you got to get your word out there and get the awareness out there. So I started TikTok and um, a couple of videos went viral. I was like, wow, 20,000 views. That's, That's amazing. It's yeah. really cool. Um, 20,000 and I woke up, you know, a day or two later, 35,000 views. I'm like, this, this is cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the TikTok algorithm works and how it bumped me up. Um, but that happened. So I kept posting and they kept trying to integrate people into my business and show them a point of view yeah. on my daily route and show them how my truck works and just cause it's a unique thing. And I wanted to teach and educate the people. Yeah. But then I had a video. I woke up, I had like 700,000 views. Like I posted that oh night before. Gosh. And I'm like, oh, I made it now. I'm big time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm an influencer now. <laughs> I need to put that in my profile now. Yeah. Now I'm an official influencer. <laughs> DM for bookings, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, and since then, just uh, it's got 3 million views. Wow. Um, uh, the, the title of it and the, uh, the caption is, where do maggots come from? And... It was just a 50-second video that, that teaches the viewer on where maggots do come from because they don't have just legs and they don't just find your trash can and go live in it. Yeah. They actually come from flies. It's a it's a rotational cycle. Fly finds your trash can. It's a warm, nutrient-rich area to lay eggs. One fly can lay 200 eggs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you have five flies, what is that, 1,000 eggs? Yeah. So those eggs, within 24 to 48 hours give birth to maggots and then that's where the maggots i mean they grow at a rapid rate and then they crawl up your trash can and i see it yeah. all the time on my route every day um that's why i'm wearing um gloves i have my eye protection i have my safety vest for road um, protection all this stuff and you know i thought i wasn't gonna wear that stuff but i'm i'm protected and i'm like it's kind of gross yeah. but the before and after is so addicting yeah um the trash can's disgusting, and then I send the customer the before and after photo. It's like, here, here's your bins before and after. Thanks for letting us take care of them. And they're like, wow, or they send, like, the crazy emojis. Yeah. And they just love it. So. Yeah, that's crazy. I, You know what? You telling me that um, 200 eggs from one fly makes me feel a whole lot better because probably about six, seven months ago, we had um, an infestation in our um, pantry, and it was the most... Uh, I grew up with mice in the country, you know, yeah. and I thought that was pretty <laughs> disgusting, but I have never had, like, it came out of um, some old dates is what happened. Dates yeah. that I had put back and never opened, but mm. forgot they were in the back of the pantry, and suddenly the whole pantry is covered in maggots, and I had to throw away so much and just, oh my God, it was the most disgusting yeah. thing. <laughs> That's gross. Did they actually do any damage? The yeah, we had to get rid of so much food. They got in yeah. so many things that you thought were airtight and obviously weren't. And yeah, we wound up, and it was even drawers we had. So we wound up actually just taking out the whole pantry um, apart and and redesigning it because it was <laughs> just I was just like, no, no, it's gone, yeah. it's gone, it's gone. Just burn, it all. <laughs> just burn everything. <laughs> <Jeez>. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so um so do you i mean like you do this on a regular do you ever open up a trash can and just and it's like oh my god <laughs> i love how you're like wincing right I now know, like, I'm what's just he gonna curling say up. <laughs> um yes i yeah. do <laughs> and if you look on the, my tiktok or my instagram you know i show you some of those bins and and a buddy of mine's like I was like, guys, watch my video, whatever. He's like, is it another maggot video? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got it. I'll, I, I'll, I got it. I'll, I got it. Yeah. Back off of the maggot videos. <laughs> but it's so crazy how dirty some people's trash cans are. Yeah. Um, and now I'm invested into that world. So now that's what I do. Um, but yeah, I've opened some and some maggots are sitting in like these dry trash cans mm -hmm. or these wet trash cans. So it's always interesting opening up to see what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you fun. actually dive right in. Like you have to clean things from the bottom before they even go up into your truck, right? On to some things. To some yeah. degree. And you asked that question at One Million Cups. You said, you know, what's your origin story? How did you, well, how did you discover it? But then how did you start getting going? And, and I was in Atlanta at the time. I was living there. And I called all the companies that were doing it in Atlanta. And a lot of them hung up on me. I said, hey, I don't want to be a customer, mm -hmm. but I want to volunteer and work for you for free chances are they never heard of that before they don't know what i'm talking about but i'm like guys i want to replicate this idea in my hometown yeah i want to go in another state yeah, yeah. i said <laughs> i don't want to be competition i'm yeah. not trying to do that but i'm trying to replicate what you guys are doing here and um take this down to my hometown it's a perfect opportunity um so one company said yeah sure so i, I met them at a Publix parked and then uh, we went on the route and then at the end of the route, after 20 or 30 stops or something, the driver says, hey, man, thanks for helping us out today. I was like, yeah, no worries. And then about an hour later that evening, the owner called, and he's like, hey, my driver just called me, and he just had such good things to say about you. Um, and he said, you know, he you jumped right in the first trash can when there's trash in it to pull it out before we cleaned it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you just don't see that no one does that so i want to like offer you um to to do this in your hometown whatever you need um let me know and, and, and i'll give it to you um but it'll be under his sure. under his name and everything yeah but he's like you know let's sit down and talk but i'll give you whatever you need to get it up and get up and run in ocala florida in your hometown and i'm like yeah let me think about it and i didn't want to close any doors but i said nah this is i'm gonna go do this do myself it it's, it's yeah. all gonna be me yeah. this is a great guy though yeah. Um, but that's that's how that happened. I volunteered to dive in almost literally into trash cans. Wow. So <laughs> <laughs> what was your official start date here? I picked up the truck on May 10th. Okay. And mm -hmm. I I'm a very thorough, cautious person. I did these these ceramic coatings on the truck and I mm -hmm. did this and that and tweaked it. So I didn't service the first customer till May 16th. Okay. So six days later. Okay. Um, Cause I let the truck cure and this and that. Um, but yeah, so May 16th. May what's 16th. What's it, the yeah. September 6th now? Yeah. So. Been doing it for a while. So, yeah. okay. So how is it going? I mean, you're not even a full year into your business. How are you doing? Well, to keep going back to social media, just the social media push, just posting videos on Facebook and getting the awareness out there. Um, people have found me on TikTok. I thought that was just going to be no specific demographical reach, but yeah. people have said, I saw this on TikTok and, and I saw that you're local. So that's how I signed up. I'm like, well, thanks for telling me. Yeah. Um, so social media has been a big help for getting awareness and then getting customers, getting conversions Yeah. as well as being involved, um, 
and, and networking groups and just anything and everything around the city of Ocala. Yeah. Um, and, and giving away demos um, to HOA, um, to HOA teams. Yeah. Um, so it's been growing slowly but surely every day. When people see you coming into the neighborhood, do they think that um, <laughs> you're a trash can service at first? They do. They yeah. think... I've had multiple people ask me for quotes for waste hauling to okay. haul their waste yeah. um, because if they're outside of the city, the city of Ocala does not manage that. It's yeah. it's private party. It's the Wild West for them. Um, I'm like, no, we actually don't haul the waste. We clean what the waste is in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, the container. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And then they don't understand it. But then I show them whether it's a video or whether I like physically – they're seeing it done on uh, their neighbor's house. Mm -hmm. um, then they're like, oh my gosh, how do I get that? It, yeah. it's so, And then once I get a customer, then they're like, okay, I need you here every month. Like, this is so nice. I don't want to put anything in my trash can now, but like, <laughs> this is such a, so it's cool to see people's reaction and how willing they are to like spread the word yeah. about you. Yeah. So here's a question that I didn't get to ask you at Million Cups um, was, do you do commercial trash bins? The bigger yes. ones, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, dumpsters up to the 10-yard size dumpsters. Okay. Um, we'll clean the inside and the outside of those as well. So that's yeah. – there's 2,400 yeah. – what's those, that? Those stink the most. <laughs> like, those yeah. really <laughs> – yeah. They're gross. Yeah. They're disgusting. Yeah, I mean, those have years yeah. because no one has – even pressure washing companies, they really don't delve into that side of it, to yeah. the inside of it. Yeah. Um, they just will do the outsides, the privacy walls at restaurants or the pads around the dumpster. But no one will come to you and lift up the dumpster and clean under it, on it, around it, and in it. Yeah. You know, um, but we do that. Okay. And so, yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything else you'd like us to know about your business before we head on into some of your personal life? Um, one thing I've learned that a lot of people... Oh, I've already expanded two or three times and people that have, have been asking me in, in Inverness and the villa, uh, not the villages, but uh, Bellevue further and further, we're expanding like once a month now, like yeah. I'm expanding my service area because I've been getting requests. So if we're not in your area yet, we will probably be there in a few months from now. Oh, that's really so, cool. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really all. cool. Well, before we dive into some more personal questions, um, I'm going to go ahead and thank our sponsor really quick. And um, and then we'll talk about where you come from and what you did and okay. uh, talk a little bit about back in the country too. At Your Place Insurance Title and Mortgage, excellent service, client education, and convenience are our top priorities. With one call, you can find home insurance, title services, mortgage and commercial loans, and a professional realtor through Professional Realty of Ocala. Contact us today and let us help you with your home and commercial property needs. Visit www.yourplaceocala.com to learn more. Your Place Insurance Title and Mortgage, your everything agency. All right, so when we did the article, because we only get 900 words, I had to focus in on one one area of your story and because it was about bucket list items I focused in on the traveling but you've lived quite a big life so tell us what you were doing before you started traveling because you were originally from Ocala you grew up here mm -hmm. um, but then you were traveling the country doing some work 
prior before you went to other countries. Yes. Yeah. That 900 words that got ate up quick. It did. <laughs> Cause I'm like, man, we talked about so much. We but did. Lisa was just tied. Yeah. Write that. I get it. Um, so yeah, a quick snippet from the last 12 years of my life or so. When I finished school at USF in Tampa, I moved to Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. I had no job or anything. I flipped dirt bikes. Probably flipped 30 or 40 dirt bikes for fun because I was making some good money selling on Craigslist, if anyone knows what that is nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> um, did that, and I started becoming a brand ambassador, which you would pass out samples of food, samples of a product, um, or coupons mm-hmm. at an event like Tough Mudder, um, any of these did a lot of racing events like these half marathons and stuff like for, for propel, for example, as the brand, you'd pass out like one of those for free. Mm -hmm. So I would do that. And then I became the brand ambassador lead. Um, because I thought it was cool. I was working at events, making a decent amount of money as like a 23 year old. So then I became, um, the brand ambassador lead. Then I became a tour manager. I booked my first, my first tour in 2013. I drove around an F three fifty and a 20, eight foot um tow behind Coors Light trailer <laughs> it wow. was branded with Coors Light and Ice Cube at the time he was the spokesman and it was the search for the coldest tour it was a mobile studio much like we're in now it, it this was literally inside of the the trailer yeah and we would drive location to location people would go and, and rap inside of the trailer and it was my job to drive that around <laughs> to Houston, Texas, to Las Vegas, to Miami, to, to, um, I mean, literally all four points of the country and, um, and then host this competition or host this. And then the best one at the end of the tour, the end of the four months would be able to be on stage with Ice Cube at one of his concerts. Oh, wow. So I had, I was able to do that. I mean, I would have done that for free. Yeah. That was so cool. <laughs> and you got paid. <laughs> and I got paid. Um, so I did that. So I, it was, it's a marketing tour. So I started finding more marketing agencies that were hosting these and needed a tour manager. So I would, I would, I built my resume doing that. I worked for Monday night football. I worked for GMC. Um, I did a Nathan's hot dogs tour for three years where I hosted the hot dog eating contest qualifiers That's crazy. and the July 4th Coney Island contest with, um, um, Joey Chestnut. So it, it was pretty cool. Um, I was getting paid to travel the country in a box truck or a truck and trailer, set up events, activate them, break them down, drive to the next city. Um, and that was nonstop work. I booked out projects or tours for eight, nine months a year. Wow. That was probably from 13 to 17 um, or 12 to 17. And then uh, during those other two or three months that I didn't have projects, I would go travel the world so i did the traveling and the working in tandem i would literally work eight or nine months straight like nothing else but then i would just go travel i was literally homeless by by choice (laughs) that's crazy so So you would just basically stay in hotel rooms everywhere whether you were traveling for your job or traveling for enjoyment yeah traveling throughout the country for work was that was put up in a hotel they gave me a daily food allowance per diem um so only bills i had for four or five years were my health insurance and my cell phone yeah and then you know any entertainment i wanted to do so i saved so much as much money as i could 
um, saving for a rainy day. That's yeah. what I was taught. So that's what I try to do. And then I would go live abroad, quite literally in a, in a hostel. And the cost of living, I would I would live for cheaper than it would have been to 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 stay here, yeah. to stay uh, in the U.S. That's crazy. All right, so so I want to hear about your first trip that you did, um, because that was the biggest game changer for you, if I remember from our um, story. Oh, yeah. yeah, and and how you kind of decided to go. Um, pick that first spot and, and what that was like going yeah. there. <laughs> Cause that, that in itself is a big story. Yeah. As time goes on, it's cool looking back and seeing your path to where you came from and what made you what you are and what defined you, you know, as, as I get older, I realized that was a pivotal point in life. I'm sure, you know, you've had that experience too, with something, a decision you made, but, but anyway, um, yeah, a, a co-tour manager mentioned Brazil to me. Um, he's like, we should go at the end of this tour. And, you know, typically people, tour manager guys, we work and then they go travel or go chill at a beach in California. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, so, so I think he mentioned Rio. I think it was Rio de Janeiro. And, uh, I just started researching. I'm like, I'm going to plan this out. I planned out every square inch of the trip for uh, three months. You could stay there. I think for, for max three months at a time. Okay. And then you have to go leave the country and come back. Yeah, because um, of the visa. Because of the visa. Yeah. And then no more than 180 days within a 365-day stint, something like that. Um, but anyway, I plan out everything to a T, and um, then I said I'm going to do it. So that was the first time besides a cruise, you know, going down to the Bahamas or something that I've been out of the country, and I was going to do it for three months into a country that uh, I don't know the language. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how safe it is or anything. Yeah. Um. But so I did it and I was, as soon as I landed I, back up, I met the guy that I was practicing Portuguese with. He picked me up from the airport. Nice guy. Um, and I'm like, man, I hope you never leave. Just stay by my side. Cause I was scared. I was like yeah. nervous. I was nervous being in another country. I'm literally by myself. I booked a hotel for like three days and I thought I was going to die cause I didn't want to leave the hotel room and, and fail at Portuguese speaking it to someone to try to go to eat at a restaurant. Like can't even talk. Yeah. Um, so it was a, it was an eye opener to see how I would react and then see how I overcame something like that. Maybe it wasn't as a big of a deal for other people, but you know, some bumps and bruises where, you know, I tipped the guy that he took my bag mm -hmm. and I thought I was giving him like, like eight or $9 or something. Cause coins, euros, I just, I just thought, cause like a coin and a, a euro is like a dollar. Okay. But, um, so I thought it was the same kind of concept. So I tipped him like 10 cents or something. Oh, no. So I looked like an idiot and didn't even know I did. That was great. You thought you were being generous. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. I thought I was, a, I thought I was like a yeah, rich American coming. Yeah. <laughs> How was your service after that? Yeah. I never saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> There's that guy again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I stayed there for three days and then. I think I had an Airbnb or two booked and then after like three weeks I had no itinerary but I had my had a, a return flight in January so I went down there at the end of October or the beginning of November so it was three months stint and I said I have like three weeks booked out and then after that whatever happens for the next two and a half months or two months um, wow. so it was so I experienced Thanksgiving down there which they did Thanksgiving. My, my buddy that I, that I 
um, did language exchange with. We did Thanksgiving and then Christmas. They have another tradition down there where they eat at midnight. So I had oh, Christmas with them. Really? At midnight? Yeah. That's yeah, they either wake up or they stay. Some families wake up for it. Some families stay up for it. Yeah. Um, and then I spent New Year's down there, which to this day, New Year's on Copacabana Beach was the best experience of my life. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, New Year's, you know, when you watch uh, fireworks on TV mm-hmm. and they go to like Sydney, Australia, they go to London, they go to Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. You're looking at the place that I was. Yeah. And there was like, 2.2 million people on the beach. Oh my gosh. Watching fireworks um, off the shore. There's five barges just launching, lighting up the sky. Sky was just, it was like daytime. And there was an orchestra in the background on the beach. It was just, it was a cool experience. So I experienced those holidays um, in three months of time. And then fast forward, I remember coming back into the US, landing. I think my parents picked me up. And I felt like I got just removed out of something. I felt like I just woke up from a dream. Not a dream that was just like, oh, it's amazing. But just you you were just thrown into something so different in your life that you've never experienced. And then you just got launched back into it. So it's kind of like waking up from a from a wild dream. Yeah. And you're like, wait, where am I? Now you're experiencing wide roads restaurants you can't walk anywhere because everything's so big and and large and in, in, in the u.s um so yeah how did experience. you wind up doing with the language over time yeah that first trip i tried and failed i i can't remember how it was towards the end of that trip but i said i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna really really learn portuguese mm-hmm. um so next time i went i i went to school i uh before I went, I booked a school. I went to school for two or three months. Oh, wow. Down in, back in Rio, in Ipanema Beach. Um, every morning, 9 a.m., I'd wake up from my hostel. Everyone else sleeping from the night before. I'd put on my backpack, and I had my cutoff shirt because I'm at the beach <laughs> and sandals. And uh, I'd walk down um, maybe a quarter mile or half a mile to school. And uh, I went to, to Portuguese school, and I, I learned more. That's where I honed it, because I was speaking de- okay at that time. But yeah. I took intermediate courses um, in Portuguese every day from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., Monday wow. through Friday. <laughs> You'd go to school down in another country, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then after, we'd go to the beach or something after. Yeah. Or go hiking, just go exploring. Wow. So you did, as the article says, 30 countries before you were 30. So mm-hmm. you started traveling at what age? Uh, I guess I was, <clears throat> I guess I had to be 23 or 24. Okay. 23. All right. And um, so have you done much traveling since moving back to Ocala? Because we're in the pandemic and everything. So I know that kind of stopped you a little bit. But I was just trying to reminisce that because I think since covid i don't think i've gone anywhere yeah and the last place i went was was uh croatia it was a stint of croatia italy um latvia i think that's it spain (laughs) just some places um but yeah that that was right pre-covid yeah i haven't gone anywhere since and i've just been talking to some of my abroad friends like guys have y'all gone anywhere lately I haven't been anywhere. I want to go. Yeah. I'm thinking about going to Panama soon, but who knows? Hopefully you like do a little sneak peek back and he went. 
Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) The next episode, you actually went. So, um, you know, what do you think that's going to look like for you juggling your business and and traveling and such? Yeah, as much as I love traveling and always will always have a special place in my heart, my business is front and center, and it's the the number one priority. Um, If I can manage on a weekend, luckily, I, I work off the trash routes, right? So this week, we're in the midst of Labor Day, so yesterday... I had off as far as operational. Mm-hmm. I didn't service customers because I'm actually a Monday trash day in my location. Okay. And the schedules, everything gets pushed one day later. Sure. In the city of Ocala, at least. So I didn't have any customers. I pushed them all one day. So my week is now Tuesday through Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm servicing instead of Monday through Thursday. Um, but yeah, so if I can go travel, leave on a Friday and come back on a Sunday... It's a quick trip, I know. Yeah. But Columbia from Miami is not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, it's not a super long flight. So I'll have to work with it. I, I don't know what it looks like, but priority is the business. If I can't leave, I will not leave. And yeah. you can't just work remote what I do. No, so. no, that's a physical hands-on <laughs> yes. type of thing. Yes. Um, so what was the biggest um, decision for coming back to Ocala? I mean, you you pretty much left and traveled everywhere. What was the biggest decision for coming back to your hometown? Yeah, I guess 10 or 15 years ago when I left, I'm like, I'm not going to go back to Ocala. I don't, I don't have any desire to, there's mm-hmm. nothing there. But in the last few years when I was in Atlanta, it's like, it'd be nice to have a reason to go back to Ocala. Cause your parents are parents. still here. Yeah. My parents are still here. Um, and I was looking at houses in Atlanta, even pre COVID. I mean, like a 1,200 square foot house, $400,000 in a good area. Not an amazing, but so it just wasn't realistic mm-hmm. um, to set up shop in a city where I only knew myself. I knew some work friends and some some people from my church. But other than that, that's it. That's it. So a big driver was my parents. Um, they're not, you know, old, old, but, you know, as they're not getting younger. And I'm, I'm like, I want to be... Um, near my parents as I get older because I plan on being there for whatever they need in the future. Yeah. Um, and this this business idea is was the perfect opportunity and reason, hey. So I guess it all aligned in a really good way. Um, mm-hmm. It gave me an opportunity because I, if I came back down here with, with a decade of experience in live event management, um, going from a brand ambassador to um, in-house as an account manager at a marketing agency. Yeah. What was I going to do down here? How yeah. was I going to apply that in Ocala? I could go work at WEC. That's a, that's about it. Yeah. Um, so that's why I launched this and it was a perfect opportunity to come down here and to be near my parents. Yeah. So yeah, two good ideas, two yeah. good reasons. Yeah. What, what is the biggest change that you feel like you've seen in Ocala since you left and then coming back? I guess quite bluntly and literally is the amount of money that's here now. <coughs> I guess there's always been money in pockets of the city, but World Equestrian Center would not have happened if that was a city-driven initiative. Yeah. Since that's a private party, um, that's a great thing. for That wouldn't have happened in most big cities. <laughs> yeah. Um, so WEC's a cool thing. Um, the, yeah, I guess, I guess something like World Equestrian Center, but... Mm-hmm. 
I've, I've just noticed there's more people, more population. Things are starting to spread out, and real estate itself is going up as well. I've noticed that, yeah. and I'm really yeah. the biggest change is like, hey, I noticed that I can afford to live down there yeah. <laughs> versus Atlanta. I'm like, okay, I can't survive here. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. Well, perfect. Well, I want to ask you one last question, and um, if you have an answer great if you don't no problem uh, okay. but is there anything that <coughs> you would like to talk about that I didn't ask you hmm. not many times I've had a platform to speak on mm -hmm. um, I mean this is the first time I've been a part of an interview that's a, a public interview I guess right mm. um, no not really I don't have like the Bob Barker new to your pets <laughs> kind of call out <laughs> thing all right. Um, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect, Mike. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing a little bit more of your story and um, telling us about your business as well. You know, I would. Is it too late to say one thing? No, not at all. <laughs> I did, and as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, I got something. Um, really, since I came back down here and I was forced to try to have my business survive and thrive. One thing that's helped me is just being involved and going to networking groups and, and going to BNI and then meeting you and substituting for you at BNI. But mm -hmm. that just, it's a community, and I'm noticing how many people are working behind the scenes to get Ocala um, to the next step and imp an improvement. So I would just suggest to somebody that wants to start something, wants to start a business, or wants to be out there. Be involved in as many things as you can with not expecting something in return. Yeah. I know that sounds very cliche, but I've noticed big returns, even if it's monetarily or not, being involved in a lot of the chamber events, uh, just being out there and meeting yeah. a lot of people because I've learned a lot of people can help me, and I can help some people too. Um, I'm asking Career Source, um, and they will provide a... a uh, complimentary employee for you for up to 360 hours yeah. as long as you teach them something in return right. how to run a business or how to sell something or how to market this or that so I'm looking forward to having that covered and as well at the same time bringing someone on like hey I know you're not going to love cleaning trash cans <laughs> but that's not what that's not everything we do that's a small part of what we yeah. do it's the sales it's the operations it's the marketing it's the financial side it's the customer experience side. So you're going to learn all that. Am I going to teach you how to clean a trash can? Yeah, but that's going to take 10 minutes. Right. I want to teach you all the other stuff and show you what I've been going through. Yeah. Um, so I would say just be plugged in as much, many, plug yourself into as many things as you can in the city. Yeah. And that's all. That's perfect. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Well, once again, thank you so much, Blake. I really enjoyed having you here. And that half hour went by really fast. And, did, yeah. um, you know, so I look, I look forward to maybe having you back on once again. And um, so, everybody, thank you so much. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host for the Locala podcast, also the publisher and CEO for Locala Magazine. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor once again, Your Place Insurance, Mar Mortgage and Title. You can visit them at www.yourplaceocala.com If you would like to take a look at our magazine or revisit um, Blake's original story, you can do that at www.localamag.com <laughs>